jobs. So when we, when we came in, hopefully you were given a, a, a sheet of paper. The sheet of paper should look something just a bit like what, what looks like now on the screen, hopefully. It says, draw a picture of what you imagine God to be like. So what we've got is, um, you should have all got a sheet of paper. If you want a pen, there's a, there's a pen up here or there's a felt pen. If you, if you haven't got a pen, I'm going to give you about five minutes to do this to see if you can imagine what God looks like. Right, time's up. Anyone want to be brave enough to share their picture? That's very good. (laughs) I can see, obviously, some of you are very, very creative. You know, did you find that easy? You see, actually, I think as adults, I think it's something that we find really hard to do. I'll show you what I drew in a minute. But, but I think we find it really hard. But I actually think that, that children find it far more easier to, to imagine what, what God might, might look like from that, from that perspective. Who drew, who drew some sort of person? Or who drew a face? Put your hands up so I can see. You see, if you just look around, do you see how many children... Drew a face. And that number, because it's actually quite interesting because it's, it's actually proven that there was a psychiatrist called Robert Coles who was at Harvard University and he got 293 children. To, and he said, he gave them that question, draw me a picture of God. And 255 of them drew a picture of God as a face. And often as adults we find it difficult, don't we? It's like, the, it's like the child who was drawing the picture at school, in primary school, and her teacher went up to her and said, what are you drawing? She said, I'm drawing a picture of God. And she said, well, you can't because nobody's seen God. And she turned around and said, well, they have now. Because there's just, but for us as adults, we, we find it really hard. This is, this is what I actually drew. Kind of like, I'm not very good artistically, as you can see. I drew a, I drew a heart in part because of God is love. But I also drew a box. This is, this is why I drew a box, because sometimes what I find is that my image of God is too small. Or sometimes I, I limit God and I put God in a box and say, God can't do that. I don't know if you're ever like that, that you have they go, well, God can't do that, or God's too, too small. And another one that I find sometimes people do is that, and that's where I think something like, like Steve's picture over there is, is really, really good from that point of view. Is we, we treat sometimes God as too matey, almost like as our, our friend all, t- all the time, and we don't recognize who he is as the creator of the, of, of the universe. And so this morning we're thinking about prayer. And we're thinking about this, these prayers in, 
in this book of Ephesians. There it all is. And if you like, there are three great prayers, or the three great prayer passages in Ephesians. There's one in, in chapter 1. We're not looking at that one today. There's this one here that we're looking at mainly in chapter 3. And there's a little bit in, in chapter 6. And this prayer in chapter 3 is one of the great prayers in the whole of the Bible. And we're going to think about what it means. But prayer begins, if you remember, what did Jesus pray? When the disciples asked Jesus and they said, Jesus, I can see that you're an incredible. The way that you pray is just different. How do you do it? What's your secret? And Jesus said, well, when you pray, say, Father. And so we're, we're going to think this morning about what it means to, to pray. And I wonder, did our pictures perhaps capture God's character, his qualities, his immenseness? And maybe let's think now as we turn to prayer, maybe this past week or when Maybe you might have been a bit like me and made God too small or made him and limited him and put him in a box or maybe treated him, if you like, too matey rather than thinking of him as the almighty. So let's take a moment where we can just pause to think about that and then we're going to, to pray this prayer together. Shall we pray? We say it together. Forgive us, loving Father, when we make you too small, a miniature, pocket-sized God who we are carrying around. Help us to see you as our great big God. Forgive us, loving Father, when we put you in a box and reduce your power. Help us to see you as the amazing creator God. Forgive us, loving Father, when we become too familiar with you and treat you as almighty. Help us to imagine you as almighty God. Amen. So may the Father forgive us by the death of his Son and strengthen us to live in the power of his Spirit all our days. Amen. The reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, starting at verse 14. It's on page 179, the Pew Bibles. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of his glory... He may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And now I'm going to read it again. So in case you weren't listening the first time or your mind was drifting, (laughs) I'm going to do it again. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven 
and on earth takes its name. I pray that, according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Julie. I don't know about you, but I just think that's an amazing prayer, don't you? But I look at it, and I think it's got lots of big words. And I try to, to, to understand all of it, and I try to take in, and I try to think sometimes, what's he going on about in, in this prayer? And so what I've done in your handout is I've, I've tried to explain it, and I'm not going to go through it in all detail. This is for, for you to take away. And to look at and to explore later on today, maybe during, during this week. And what I've tried to do with, with this prayer is I've tried to put it into, into four sections. I've tried to break down, first of all, the Bible verses. Because when, when you see, when you would have first read this, maybe in Ephesus in Greek, you know, most of it is two long sentences. And you're kind of thinking, where well, you've got to take the breath. So I've kind of broken it down, first of all, in that first column, because it helps us understand the prayer. Then the second column, if you like, is, is if you like, just doing something in a different way. It's giving a one-word summary of what I think is tried to be getting across in those particular verses. There's a bit of explanation there. And then what, what kind of prayer? And that's where, if you like, I want to start um, this morning, Julie, if we can just put it on the screen, as to what kind of prayer is this. You see, this is the prayer of, in two parts. It's a prayer of intercession. That's just a big word that means when you want to pray for your friend who's ill, to God, that's intercession. Or if you want to pray for a particular country or a particular people that, that might be in need, that's intercession. That's the kind of prayer. Uh, but it's, for me, what's so interesting about when you read this prayer is that actually if you look at your sheet, you'll see the words at the start of verse 16 and at the start of verse 18 that says, I pray. And that helps us, if you like, because we can read English, to kind of understand a bit more about what's going on. But actually, in the Greek, it's not there. We know Paul's praying because of verses 14 and 15. The key word for me is this word that we use all the time. I don't know how many times we'll say it today. It's the word that. Yeah? You know, we say it all the time, don't we? We say that word. And it actually, in Greek, it's the word hina. It's just a small word. It means that, or in order that, or so that. And it tells us what Paul is praying, not just... Remember what the title is? Prayer for the readers. So prayers for the, for the church of the Ephesians. But also he's praying for, he would have been praying and thinking about us. Here. What's the prayer? The prayer is, if you like, is that we would be stronger, that we would be wiser, 
and that we would be fuller. Think of those three words, stronger. What does it mean to be strong? Wiser, what does it mean to be full of wisdom? Fuller, what does it mean to, to, be, to be deeper almost, to be filled up? That's, that's the idea. And what it's trying to get across is this, is that Paul is praying that we'd be stronger. Stronger in terms of the Holy Spirit living in our lives and that we are knowing Jesus better. The term that he uses is, if you like, he's using the same, he's using different words to say the same thing because if you are full of the Holy Spirit strengthening you in your life, you're full of Jesus. And if you're full of Jesus by implication, you'll be full of the Holy Spirit strengthening you. So he's praying that we'd be stronger. He's also praying that we would be wiser. What does he want us to be wiser of? He wants us to have a bigger vision. A bigger vision of, of God's love for us. Do you see the words he uses there? Sort of like, what is it? High, wide, deep, long. Look at all those different words. He wants us to grasp how big God's love is for us and have a bigger vision of that. And the third thing he's praying of all is he's praying that we would be fuller. In other words, as far as humanly possible, because we're on a human beings, we'll be full of God. Just overflowing with God. Now, when you, when you pray a prayer like that, I don't know, if we, if we prayed that for one another this morning, that we'd be stronger, wiser, fuller. You know, you'd kind of start to think, and this is where the prayer takes us further, and it moves from intercession to praise. Because it's only God who can do that. Because we know what we're like. It's only God who can, who can do that. And it draws Paul into this great declaration of praise. Of who God is. Of how great he is and how thankful he is for him. And he just draws him further and he says, God, you are the one who can do much more. I mean, the word he uses is you can't even measure what you can do in our lives. That's how great you are. And so... I wonder as we look at that prayer and we think about it, where might God this morning want us to be stronger? Where might he want us to be wiser? Where might he want us to be fuller? And let's think about that for a moment as we sing our next song that kind of gets us to understand and gets us to grasp a bit more about the depth of, of God's love for us in particular. And how big and how wide and how deep and vast is his love for us. Now reading from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 to 20. It's on page 209. 
And I'm going to read it twice again. So Ephesians 6, starting at verse 18. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly, as I must speak. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly, as I must speak. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So this is the final part of the, of, of the prayer, and if we can, we can just look at it, I just want to highlight something to you very quickly as to what this means. Because I don't know, you, you kind of look at it and you kind of see these words, all, every, always, all, and it's actually the, the same word. It's the same Greek word. Paul is trying to get a point across here, and it's quite simple. What does it mean to, to pray? in the Spirit. Well, if you like, you've got them in your handout. I'm not going to repeat them for you, but you have three of the best commentators as to what they think it means to pray in the Spirit, if you, if you don't know what it means to pray in the Spirit. But it all means a similar thing. It means where we don't necessarily pray what we want to pray for, but that we're actually praying and inviting God to, to pray through us. And we get this thing, don't we? It says, what does it mean, pray in the Spirit? In every prayer and supplication, that's a big word. What does that mean? Well, it means quite simply this, every kind of prayer. So in other words, what Paul is trying to say to us is this. Whoever we are, whenever we pray to God, always pray in the Spirit. Whenever we do it. And so what I want to do is I want to give us the opportunity to do that this morning. And the way we're going to do it is, if you like, I've, given, I've set up various different activities around the church, basically, and given the opportunity for how, to, how we could maybe do that. One way is I've got an A to Z prayer. So literally, I've got the alphabet, and you try and think of an adjective for all the letters in the alphabet to, to describe God. So that's the, there's that one. You might want to write your own prayer. I don't know if any of you do write your own prayers. I think it's a, it's a great way to actually suddenly really focus your mind. So if you want to write your own prayer, there's the opportunity to, to do that. You might want to create your own prayer. Because some of us, you know, we don't necessarily like writing, but we like, we like drawing something. Or we might want to play with some Play-Doh. Or some, some plasticine and draw our own prayer to God. And if you want to do that, then that's just up in the, in, the, in the fellowship area there. Because I've kept it kind of messy area there. But you can do the other two activities there as, as, as well. You might want to think, you know what, I want to take that picture that's on the front of, 
of my handout, this picture of drawing a picture of God. And you may just want to spend some time in quiet just, just thinking about that. Or what I've created, you can do all those activities apart from the messy one also in this area. Is I've, I've, I've set the chapel out. You know, see what Paul said in that prayer at the end? Pray also those for me in chains. You know, there are lots of Christians. You know, the most persecuted people in the world today are the Christians, bar none. 245 million Christians around the world are persecuted for their faith. And so I've created this opportunity just over there. If you want to, there's a resource there that you can, you can take. And if you want to pray for some Christians, now we're praying in particular for three nations where Christians are persecuted the most. That's North Korea, Afghanistan, and Somalia. So if you, if you want to do that, then that's over in the chapel area. But for some of you, you might want to say, you know what? I want to spend some time just thinking, I'm not quite sure how to pray in the Spirit. I'm not quite sure how to do that. Or maybe there's another need that you've come with this morning. And so if you want to, to receive prayer from someone, we're just going to do it this morning just by the west door because it might get a bit busy around here. So Hazel and, and Michael will just pray for you if you want to go there during that time as well. You know, prayer's about chatting and about listening to God. It's, it's not necessarily about chatting and praying to each other. So let's take the, the opportunities that we, that we have now to, to, go and, to go and do something. I'm going to give you a bit of time for this. I'm going to give you about 12, 12 minutes. So it's not just going to be something that we're just going to rush and do. And I'll give you a, a couple of minutes warning when we're about to, to gather back together. So hopefully you'll, you'll see some things. If you want to do something here as well, if you want to redraw something, then there's felt pens, pencils there, as well as up at the in the fellowship area as well.